When I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, the Gospel reading where it spoke about people saying Jesus was out of his mind, you might not have believed me or like, what? What are you talking about? But this is one of those kind of obscure passages or obscure verses in the Gospel where we hear a word or um, people speaking about Jesus in a way that we don't really hear too often. But it is a fact, right? Because here it is, it's recorded. His relatives thought that he was out of his mind. And of course, the phrase out of his mind is kind of like a slang term or an idiomatic expression, which kind of refers to another kind of like maybe a slang term, which means he's crazy. But if you look up in the dictionary the word crazy, what is, you know, crazy can have different senses. You know, you can speak about um, a crazy driver, right? You, you probably have said that many times, crazy drivers out there and, you know, wherever. But there's no crazy drivers in Stockbridge, though, right? Only in, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the Chicago area. Um, they, they're, all, they're all there or in D.C. I lived in D.C. for a long time. Anyway, actually, Chicago drivers aren't that bad. Um, but, uh, so crazy driving could mean like erratic driving or like that's a crazy plan, which means that's not very practical. Um, but when you have it applied to your person, like a crazy person, then you're kind of referring to the idea that, well, this person might is like mentally unstable or they're not rational, they're not reasonable in their thinking. It kind of like approaches the concept of like, you know, uh, mental illness, you know, because mental illness has to do with you're just not thinking rightly. That's what mental illness has to do with. So when we, when we hear about Jesus being referred to as being out of his mind, people are basically kind of saying he's just not thinking rightly. You know, he's not being reasonable. And what are they saying that about? It does, scripture doesn't really tell us, the gospel doesn't tell us what makes them say this, but you could probably gather from the scripture based on that Jesus is full-blown into his ministry. He's healing people. He's casting out demons. He just formed a group of disciples, and he's living this kind of new way. I mean, he's a Jew who's kind of living this radical lifestyle. So it's not according to the norm. It's not according to the human way in which they expect things to be. He's, he, he's, he's kind of moving towards the fringe, if you will. So he's termed as being out of his mind or crazy. Have you ever felt that yourself in trying to live your Catholic way of life? You know, to, really, to live an authentic Catholic life. Have you ever felt like people are judging you as being crazy or extreme? Many people have especially as our culture, as our world becomes more secular and forgets the truth of God and his revelation, a Catholic way of life whose teachings are becoming more at odds with the secular mentality, with the worldly mentality, it's easy for us to be viewed as crazy or extreme. You know, even like as a priest, Sometimes you can, a priest can get this, like, oh, you want to become a priest? <laughs> well, I have to say, when someone first mentioned me about being a priest, I thought they were crazy myself, right? I'm like, oh, why did you say that? No, no way. But then, after time, and I started thinking about the idea of being a priest, it became much more attractive to me. 
and to where I, 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 you know, God worked with me over time to where then I've had ex I had experiences of the Lord in a way that made me hunger and thirst for God and the things of God. I love it, love it. And actually, one of the things I love as a priest um, is to study theology. I love to study about our faith. I love to learn about our faith. And I, every time, as I, when one of the things that I love about it is as I ponder it and, and study it, I see how not crazy it is. And you know why our faith is not crazy, but our faith is reasonable? Because our faith comes from reason itself. It comes from God. I mean, think about how reasonable our faith is. This is I do this sometimes, right? I go and think like, right, the first thing we think about is there is a God, right? That's reasonable. Like, it, it's, it takes, it's more irrational to think that there's not a God than to think that there is a God. Like, all the evidence, if you went through the evidence, and I'm sure you could probably go find a Father Chris talk where, Father Chris talk where he goes through this, but all the evidence, you know, points to the fact that there has to be a God. Like, even the saints tell us, theologians tell us that through our own reasoning, we can conclude, come to a conclusion that there is a God. So it's reasonable to think that there is a God and that there's one God. And so if you start from there, that there is one God and that God is personal, and it makes sense that he would speak to us how we are to live our, who, well, he would speak to us and reveal to us who we are and how we are to live. So there is a God that God created us and that God has spoken to us who he is and how we are to live if we want to be happy. And that makes sense too because if God is the source of all creation, he's, he's, the, the man you, he's the maker of us, he knows how we are to act if we want to be happy. So that's where like the commandments come from, the teachings of the church come from. The teachings of the church, the law of God, is merely God's expression of his love for us saying, this is how you are to choose, how you are to behave if you want to choose what is authentically good for yourself. And in doing that, become happy. Not just in time, but for eternity. You see how kind of reasonable this whole thing is now to where it makes you think, and then, then you can kind of go along further, and you know, you can even talk about the sacraments and, and how, you know, there's one God, God created us, God revealed to us who he is, how we are to live, and he ultimately revealed himself fully in this way through Jesus, who then established a church to gather his people in, you know, and he equipped his church with the ability to communicate his saving grace to us. Because God has created us not to be an aloof God, but to be a God who's in communion with us. And God has especially established seven ways, seven channels of grace through which that's effected, right? The sacraments. And so anyway, again, you go through this little um, thought process and you're like, wow, being Catholic isn't so crazy after all. Living your faith isn't so crazy after all. And then the icing on the cake is this. When you think about the fact that, you know, what we are destined for, you know, God doesn't just create us to find, to live in this world in time. 
He creates us for eternity. And yes, he does want us to find happiness in this life, but he has especially made us for eternal happiness in the life to come, in the next life. And that's where life truly begins, if you will. Because there you live in communion with your creator. And as scripture tells us, like eye has not seen nor ear has heard, nor has it dawned on man what God has in store for those who love him. We have no idea like what heaven is going to be like, but scripture gives us a sense of it through those words. And also you can kind of get a sense of what heaven will be in terms of like, you know, happiness is the fulfillment of your desires. In heaven, because God is the only one who can fulfill every one of our desires, there we have perfect satisfaction. And God satisfies our desires, good measure and flowing over. And so when you think about that and think about our destiny, we're not the crazy ones. We're not out of our mind. No way, no way. When you think about it, it's the saints who are the real sane ones, right? The people who are striving for holiness. The people who are rejecting God and turning away from God. They are the ones who are kind of thinking irrationally when you look at the big picture of things. Amen? Amen, amen. Yeah, that's right. Let me hear you, amen. Give me an amen up there. Our streamers out there, give me an amen. I want to hear an amen. All right. So anyway, we, we want to tie this in then with the votive mass that you know, we're offering today for Our Lady Seat of Wisdom. You know, what is wisdom? You know, wisdom is basically, it's, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, right? And, and the gift, this gift of the Holy Spirit has to do with um, us being able to make good decisions and good judgments based on God's perspective. It's kind of like putting on the mind of Christ. And Jesus, right, all wisdom comes from God. Right? God is wisdom itself. Jesus is incarnate wisdom. And, and some of the saints will say that Our Lady, she is the, um, in, in one sense, the, the expression of God's wisdom, like the, the purely human expression. Right? Jesus is a divine person with a human nature, but Mary is a 100% human person. Right? And so she's an expression of God's wisdom and prudence. And so when you think about her life, you know, she's the seed of wisdom, right? Because she's the mother of eternal wisdom, of incarnate wisdom, right? So she's the mother of God. But she's also the seed of wisdom because of how wisely and prudently she lived her life. And when you think about all of the, the, the occasions when she's in Scripture, especially in the words that she says, you see this reflected in her very life. You know, think about the Annunciation. You know, Mary was planning on being a virgin. You know, that was probably crazy back then, you know, for in, in the world. Um, not, not so unusual for the Jews, but, you know, again, from a worldly standpoint, like, why would you do that? Because I love God. <laughs> I want to give my life to God. That's why. It's not crazy. But anyway, when the angel Gabriel appeared to her, the angel asked, you know, said, you know, you're going to be the mother of God. And she's like, well, I thought I was going to be, you know, a virgin. It's like, well, you're going to be the mother of God too. And so she, she had, what did she do? She said, how can this be since I know not man? In other words, she wasn't doubting, but she prudently was kind of questioning, because this was an angel 
She wanted to make sure she wasn't being fooled. How is this going to happen? You know, I'm in, but how's it going to happen? What kind of angel are you? Are you a good angel or a bad angel? And so, you know, when, when, when the angel Gabriel kind of told her and, and um, uh, revealed her and gave her the right inf the information she needed, then what was her response? Yeah, this is from God. I'm in. Be it done unto me according to thy word, right? And then there are others, but like if you, if you look at, like the, go to the wedding feast at Cana, right? And her concern, because they had no wine. And then she, she, she got her son involved, Jesus involved. And then what did she tell the servants to do? Do whatever he tells you. There's wisdom itself, like very simple. Do whatever he tells you. So anyway, um, you also could look at the, magnific the, mag the Magnificat and how Our Lady praised the mercy of God. You know, recognizing that in her, in her life, all things came from God's grace. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Praising his mercy and in, in thanking him for his mercy throughout the history of the Israelites. So anyway, um, may we today... Uh, recognize the reasonableness of God, the reasonableness of believing in God, the reasonableness of following God, the reasonableness of even living, if you will, fully 100% for God to the max. Like that makes sense from the big picture of things because that's what we're made for, to know, love, and serve God. And so... May today, brothers and sisters, we commit ourselves and to recognize our call as being the sanest life possible that we can live. live. That is mental health, to live a life of faith. And God helps us to live mentally healthy when we follow him especially. And even if we have struggle in that area, right? Some people have struggled with mental health. But if you commit your life to God, he will help you to carry that burden maybe. And no, he will help you carry the burden. And to be able to find peace in your struggle and even healing. That's another homily. So anyway, may Our Lady Seat of Wisdom, may she guide us that we can live a life that is filled with divine wisdom so we can make the right choices in our life that will help us to be able to live in eternity rejoicing in God who has done great things for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? 
I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.